Send It Rising. I am Kellen Kautzman, president of the Remote Work Revolution. Today on the show, outright terrible week for Facebook. Their stock dropped precipitously and a number of their investments are not going well. That's our main story of the day. We're also going to be talking about how Pinterest users continue to slide. Why is that? They were looking so good just moments ago. Twitter says that its prompts on potentially offensive tweet replies reduced negative interactions by 30%. You see they're telling folks, hey, do you really want to send that tweet? Causing folks to maybe not send said tweet. Twitter expanding a downvote test worldwide. Absolutely fascinating, similar to what Reddit does. And if you have a WordPress website, there's a plugin that exposed half a million sites to attack that you're gonna to wanna to know about. And last but not least, we're gonna we're going to be talking about key insights on entrepreneurial marketing. What are they and why are they? Main story of the day. What an outright terrible week it was for Facebook, according to Slate.com. Meta had an unprecedented, jaw-droppingly bad week in their earning call. Um, they actually lost daily active users, about a million of them. This is enormous. I know that TikTok is a big, big deal. Snapchat, etc., LinkedIn, there's a million different places where people can go online. And for that reason, about a million people left Facebook. Meta spent 10 million, excuse me, 10 billion with a B on its virtual reality projects. Mark Zuckerberg was pitching them as the future. They rebranded as Meta, etc. cetera. Um, Meta dropped more than $237 billion in value on Thursday to give you a sense of what that means. That's the biggest one day loss ever in the US stock market. It's more than the market cap of Netflix and Twitter, according to the article Zuckerberg's own Net worth dropped by $31 billion. Absolutely crazy. Obviously, Facebook has been subject to a lot of scandal over the last few years. A lot of people do not trust Facebook any longer. Obviously, Instagram owned by Meta. I'm not sure if that's actually a good branding move for them because there is a lot of angst in the community about Zuckerberg, about Facebook, and for them to say it's Meta and then to put Meta all over all of their properties may not actually be a good move for the company, they blamed, um, the executive team blamed part of the Apple privacy update that we covered on the show for hitting the ad sales about, for about $10 billion this year. The battles between these multinational corporations are legitimate. When Apple makes a privacy change and Facebook is no longer able to target in the way they wanna target, their ads aren't working like they want them to, the price tag can be $10 billion. 97% of Meta's revenue comes from advertising according to the article. This has to do with pop-up notifications asking if this is via Apple devices, if they want to prevent uh, certain apps from sharing identifiable personal information like location and browsing history. So if Apple is going to change the way that they deal with privacy and Facebook's entire advertising model is based on their ability to know that you like burritos on Tuesday morning with your friend Dave in Las Vegas, well, then you know Chipotle is not going to serve as good ads to you because they don't know that you like those things. 
62% of iPhone owners, according to the article, who viewed such notifications chose to opt out. Isn't that fascinating? If you give consumers the ability to make a choice about their privacy and actually make it clear, not hide it in the terms of service of a unreasonably long um, agreement, 62% saying, you know what, we don't want um, to be included in this. Thank you very much much. So it goes on and on and on um, about Facebook's decline. So is now a good time to buy Facebook stock? I'll leave it up to you to make that decision, but uh, it's not looking good as of today. Pinterest active users also continue to slide as it loses growth momentum sparked by lockdowns according to socialmediatoday.com. E-commerce has seen a big rise. Then why are we seeing daily active user counts drop again in Q4? They've been dropping precipitously and continuously for Pinterest. I think that TikTok has a lot to do with this. So 431 million active users remain. The fact that Pinterest has lost almost all its growth momentum that it gained over the past two years is not a good reflection of the utility or value that users are seeing in the application. So Pinterest has made a more concerted effort, according to the article, to win over more users and capitalize on its growth momentum as reflected in its sales and marketing ad spend. So it's spending the money, it's, it's trying its best. It's done idea pins, it's starting to do video. But the issue now is that TikTok is absolutely, it's taking so much market share away from these companies. They did not expect it. Uh, you've got Snapchat and then you've got YouTube Shorts, which is going in and then just amazing YouTube content. So a lot of people are going to YouTube for a lot of these things um, that they used to use a lot of these other social media platforms for, especially when you have ad free on YouTube. Uh, Pinterest noted that it has seen significant user interest in its new idea pins, uh, which is its take, its take on stories, which we've used before, that's fine. Um, we'll see, is Pinterest going to continue to slide? They saw, they saw a lot of pandemic growth can they retain it? Twitter says that its prompts on potentially offensive tweet replies reduced negative interactions by 30% according to socialmediatoday.com. It's interesting to see what effect even the slightest level of friction can have on negative behaviors online. Last February, Twitter relaunched its test of warning prompts on tweet replies which Twitter's automated systems had determined could contain potentially offensive remarks. So um, basically I'm staring at a picture of um, a phone on which it reads, want to review this before tweeting. Did we get this wrong? Um, they are blurring out some of the, the harsh language. Basically the two arguments here are one, um, social media companies like Twitter are, they're, enacting some sort of top-down totalitarian free speech slaying um, censorship that is ridiculous. We as human beings have full autonomy over what we should be able to say um, online. There's another argument that says they are their own company. They can do whatever they want when they want. If someone comes on my website and leaves a comment, I can delete that comment if I feel like doing so. Obviously, as a private company, they have the capacity and often exercise that ability, a lot of different ways of looking at this. And so the question always for me is, show me the individual tweet, show me the context of that tweet, let me make a decision now, 
the man hours required in order to be able to do that sort of analysis is impossible, which is why they use artificial intelligence like this. So they are taking a look at the different um, pieces of language that people are using to determine uh, whether or not they're going to show this prompt. And the fact that it does, when slightly checked, human behavior does change. Twitter launched a first iteration of the test back in May 2020. Socialmediatoday.com article continues before it decided to shelve it during the US election period. During the election period, tensions are very high and people get very frustrated with one another about what they can and cannot say. Now that um, we are outside of that period, it's much easier for companies like this to make changes because they're not seen as influencing the election itself. The article continues, the new test with an updated format for the alert was released to selected users on iOS. And in a new report on the experiment released this week, Twitter said that in 30% of cases where users were shown these prompts, they did in fact change or delete their replies. 30% is very substantial. By and large, without looking at individual tweets, I'm for this. I think this is an interesting way to check behavior. I know with my children, for example, they will say or do something that they should not have said or done. Um, and if anyone, myself included, says, hey, look, let's try that again, there's a good chance they're gonna turn around and modify that behavior. Of course, what exactly is Twitter choosing? We can debate that all day long. TheVerge.com Twitter expanding downvote test worldwide. If you've seen the option to downvote replies on Twitter, you're not alone. The experimental feature, which Twitter started testing last year, is now being shown to a global audience. It says the company's downvote, downvote, downvote. Reddit has been using the downvote system for many years. There are many issues with the downvote system. For example, if you have a lot of fake or bot accounts, you can just shut down individuals. It can be weaponized. Downvoting can be weaponized. Uh, but by and large, it gives users the satisfaction of being able to say, you know what, uh, we should cancel this person. It gives them more power. At the end of the day, it gives them more power. Um, it also makes it possible for um, folks that use um, bots and these sorts of things um, to artificially inflate a good, what they consider to be a good post, uh, gets downvoted by the community rather quickly. It's also a sign to the algorithm about how people are interacting. So say, for example, there's a post that gets 50,000 um, upvotes and 30,000 downvotes. That's going to affect um, how Twitter promotes it. So they may actually appreciate downvotes. Um, if a post gets no downvotes, that's gonna play into the algorithm and the cocktail, the recipe of why it is that certain things get promoted and certain things do not. Uh, the company said results of the experiment, according to the article, so far found that users downvoted replies they found offensive or irrelevant. So they're also using this as a way to, let's say someone gets that prompt that says you shouldn't have done this, um, they post it anyway. The community then says, you know what, this is ridiculous, we don't wanna see this. It's similar to flagging, uh, quote, this experiment also revealed that downvoting is the most frequently used way for people to flag content they don't want to see, said Twitter. Presumably this is instead of muting a conversation or flagging it as spam or irrelevant. So the, um, the way we are choosing to empower the audience has changed. WordPress plugin exposes half a million sites to attack. Just wanna throw this out there. If you are using the essential add-ons plugin for Elementor, which many, many, many websites do, 
you are going to want to fix that as soon as possible. It's a very popular plugin. If you do not know how to log into the back end of your WordPress website, talk to your WordPress developer. If you do, simply go to the plugin and update it. It couldn't be simpler. Just a heads up. Final article of the day, key insights on entrepreneurial marketing when you have no budget for your small business or startup. I have been in this world a long time. This is from Forbes.com, so I'm very familiar with all of these things, but let's quickly recap them. Brand and story. Um, I am barefoot longboarding with a suit jacket. I am making that the brand of Send It Rising. As I move forward, there is this particular show. I'm keeping it as consistent as possible. It's not always easy to do that, but brand and story, uh, clearly a big idea, big deal. Research underserved customers. This is fantastic. Um, a friend of mine, Rev Ciancio, uh, has a TikTok for French fries. He has a TikTok for hamburgers. Now, these aren't underserved customers, but it goes to the, the larger point, which is don't do too much, right? Sometimes it's better to really focus in on one thing and then people uh, get a sense that that's what they can expect. There's a lot of warmth and trust established uh, when people uh, know that you're going to give them a certain kind of content consistently. In regards to underserved customers, uh, yes, many times, especially if you're trying to start a new venture, a lot of folks think, oh, it's national. This is going to be great. I'm going to be a coach and I can serve nationally. It doesn't matter uh, where you are. Well, that also means that you're competing nationally. And so the more niche you can be, sometimes it's much, much, much easier to find clients and scale your business. You can always go national later. Crazy focus. This is critical for everything you do, especially your targeted niche customers. Okay, we get it. Focus is important. Website and SEO. So time on site is incredibly important. Um, the quality and quantity of content is huge. Uh, smaller blogs tend not to do as well anymore. 800 words plus. Embed a YouTube video into them. Uh, multiple custom pieces of graphics. It's a lot of work. And so if we're serious about SEO in 2022, you gotta understand that it is an investment of time and energy. Either you can do that or you can hire a company like Send It Rising, the one I happen to own, to do it for you. Social media posts, same thing. Less is more, make them quality, make them engaging, and do your best to get folks' attention in a very short period of time. I had a meeting the other day with um, a potential client where I told her, go on TikTok, because she's a relationship coach. I say, smash a plate, and then deliver your message, right? Anything, just you gotta do something. You have to do something to get people's attention. I think smashing a plate, flipping the camera up to your face and then delivering a message could not possibly, it's so wildly different than just filming your face. Everyone is filming their face. If you smash a plate, people go, oh, shh. And then they're like, what? And then they also know that you have to have done the take immediately after you smash the plate. So you're investing in a smash plate and now you're delivering a message and it just so happens to be a message about, you know, toxic relationships. And one of the cliches about relationships, um, bad relationships is plates get thrown, right? Um, stuff breaks, a broken relationship. So there's a lot of symbology and that sort of stuff. So really getting um, interesting and engaging posts out on behalf of your blog, or excuse me, your brand targeted blogs um, are a big deal as well. Um, a lot of people think that if you're a plumber, you have to do it about like Las Vegas plumbing blog. No, everyone's done the post about how to unclog your sink and that sort of stuff. You gotta find a way to make it relevant. Um, hard water in Las Vegas would be a good example. Try to get as granular as possible. Targeted blogs, short videos, okay, great. Podcasting expertise. 
Um, clearly you are listening to a podcast right now, so you understand the power of it as it goes to YouTube. All of the words I'm saying are auto-captioned, and so those are additional pieces um, of content that Alphabet, which owns YouTube and Google, understand. And so podcasting is also a great way to build links. This uh, particular show that you're watching right now creates 20 links because of all the different places it is posted. And it, it goes on and on. I'm not going to go into the rest of it because I'm done with this article. Ladies and gentlemen, let's recap the news of the day. Outright terrible week for Facebook. Really, truly abysmal. Bad stuff. Huge drop in stock. You can make a decision about whether or not you want to buy it. But oh me, oh my, they're starting to lose users. I talk to anyone young, they don't have Facebook. They're not interested in Facebook. It's an old person's platform. They're on Instagram, right? So that being said, they have been riddled with scandal. A lot of people are very unhappy with them. And I'm not surprised that this had a pretty substantial drop. Um, they are only as powerful as their uh, ad revenue. And so when Apple fights against them in a substantial way, um, that's probably the biggest deal. You, you think about it, you have all these groups that are saying, Facebook, you should do more, you should be better, you should, you know, there's all this societal pressure. How does that societal pressure affect Apple's decision to actually hit them where it hurts the bottom line? And so if there are folks at Apple that feel strongly about the Francis Haugen whistleblower testimony and all the terrible things that were uncovered about Facebook's behavior, is it possible that the social conversation that occurred around Facebook affected the people at Apple? They made that decision and Facebook lost $10 billion in revenue. We are all connected. Pinterest also dropping. It's losing its momentum, but it experienced some pretty substantial growth uh, during COVID. We'll see what happens. Twitter saying that these prompts to stop offensive tweets is working good. I think a prompt is not asking too much from the consumer. I think if you're writing something that an AI bot thinks is probably offensive or not so great, having that little moment that says, you know what, hey, maybe, maybe this isn't the best thing for you to do, I'm okay with that. Um, I think that's fine. If you wanna use the platform, they're a private company, they can do whatever they want. It's also one more moment that the people um, posting these things kind of have to check themselves. They have to go, do I really wanna do this? And if you really do, you, you move right ahead and you do it. If Twitter was banning it, okay, completely different conversation. It's just making it slightly more inconvenient to post what you want to post. Twitter expanding downvote testing, so the community's gonna have much more power about what it decides um, is going to go viral and what is not. Check your WordPress website if you got one about this essential add-ons plugin uh, that has a rough um, security vulnerability. And finally, entrepreneurial marketing, y'all know the drill. Senditrising.com if you're interested in internet marketing. We build gorgeous websites. We're building a gorgeous website right now for a photographer. Um, it looks absolutely beautiful. Um, if you want any help with Instagram, you want help with TikTok, you're interested in Google ads, you want more calls for your business, you know you should be blogging but don't have the time, if any of these things make sense to you or someone you know, we would love to hear from you, senditrising.com. If you're a fan of the show, youtube.com forward slash senditrising is the best place for you to promote. Leave a comment, hit the thumbs up button, hit the subscribe button. We would genuinely, genuinely appreciate it. If you made it to the end of the episode, you uh, are my hero. I genuinely appreciate you doing so. And uh, I am a very excited about that fact. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the show for today. Uh, it's Friday, February 4th. Hopefully you have the best weekend of your life. Talk soon. Bye for now.